Hello, everybody. This is Captain Katz. And we are Katz. All right, and welcome back to the show. Okay, so a lot of things just happened this week, so we're going to try our best to get to every single one of them. Uh, first and foremost, Netflix. Um, it was announced... This, I have... Yeah, it was well, announced... Well, this past weekend. No, that, well, well, technically it happened like last night because I was up. Uh-huh. I just got an email on my phone, and uh, it was from Netflix... And uh, here's what I'll read. Well, one, well, just a, two paragraphs in question. Ahem. Hello, blah, blah, blah. Uh, quote, We hope you're enjoying everything Netflix has to offer. We're updating our prices to bring you more great entertainment. Your monthly price will change to $9.99 on February 23rd, 2022. This update will allow us to deliver even more value for your membership with stories that lift you up move you, or simply make your day a little better. Uh, so on and so forth. Uh, you know, the Netflix team, end quote. Yeah. Um, it wasn't just for that alone. They did price changes for every level. Is that correct? That I don't know. But, I, but, um, but they're not just doing it here in the U.S. They're also doing it in Canada. And even though it's relatively cheap, even at nine ninety nine, mm-hmm. it adds up, and a lot of people don't like it. Of course, it's like, it's like, uh, like here it is. Uh, I'll read a little bit from Time Magazine because their title says, "Netflix stock plunges amid low growth and higher prices." All right, so. The Buck 05 question. Do you think it's just that they rise, they raise up the prices for creating these new content? Is it just? Is it fair? Well, or, make- or, or do you think they're just doing it just to pocket some money? Uh, that, I don't, well, let me read one, two, three paragraphs of this, and then I'll give you some thoughts. Um, you know, Time Magazine, you know. Uh, Netflix, uh, quote, Netflix delivered its latest quarter of disappointing subscriber growth during the final three months of last year, a trend that management foresees continuing into the new year as tougher competition is undercutting the video streaming leader. The Los Gatos California company added 8.3 million worldwide subscribers during the October-December period, about 200,000 fewer than management had forecast. Besides releasing its fourth quarter results Thursday, Netflix also projected an increase of 2.5 million subscribers during the first three months of this year, Hmm. Uh, well below analysts' expectations for a gain of 4 million, according to fact-set research. Uh, the disappointing news caused Netflix's stock price to plunge by the about 20% in extended trading after the numbers came out, deepening a steep decline during the past two months. Okay, so the question, your answer to the question. Well, um, Netflix's and possibly Hulu. You know, they're everybody's savior. Well, the big one is Netflix. We'll focus on Netflix. It became the savior during the pandemic because, you know, 
streaming and binging and all that stuff. Um, well, first of all, I don't think I see a lot enough new content, number one, in this span of time. Number two, um, well, they can't just churn it out all the time because of the pandemic stuff. And, and especially number three, streaming is nice, but, you know, as human beings, we can't just stick to one thing, you know. Mm-hmm. We got to do other stuff. And I don't mean just like using the bathroom or, you know, having food or something, you know, food and drink. Um, you might have to deal with necessities and you might not have to binge watch. Or you're just so tired of binge watching, you've got to do something else. You know, buy something from Amazon and make a model Lego kit of uh, the Statue of Liberty that's two, like 10 feet tall or something. You know, people are starting to lose interest in the streaming. Let alone, I'm reading a little bit more through this, um, that um, the rivals, you know, uh, Disney and Apple, yeah, they got hit bad because of their crappy quality, but they're growing. Relatively. In a relative sense, they're growing. I wouldn't say growth. Well, well, well. There, well. The point is, there is growth, and this growth is starting to affect Netflix, and you know that's why there's these numbers that they, they went, they were going down. Yeah. And I'm seeing. Well, I'm, I'm just gonna not read this no more because there's numbers. But people are are um, you know, here. CBC News. Netflix price hike amid slowing customer growth has many wondering: Are we streamed out? Like I said. You can only stream so much for so mo- so long. Yeah, but like I said, are they just? Is this just? Because uh, is it fair that they decide to hike these prices for better quality and stuff like that? Need I remind you that they already set the precedent and the tone that you don't need Hollywood to create. Um, content that is Oscar-worthy, BAFTA-worthy, can-film-worthy. Because they've already proved it. They've already done it. Yes, but now it looks like either they have some so-called losses to recuperate, or they're starting to look to make some more gains for some reason. And I, well, naturally, I don't like it. I liked it when it was five ninety nine, and they made great stuff. No problems. I can wait it out. Then they went up to eight ninety nine. Okay, it's still relatively cheap. I can dig it. And now this nine ninety nine. You know, the the last, you know, threshold of what constitutes as cheap to not so cheap. And people do not like the the not so cheap prices that they have to pay. Nine ninety nine sounds better than ten bucks, but it's probably going to be to the point where they have to go even beyond that, and that's just going to piss a lot of people off. They're already starting to piss people off here in Canada. Mm. But it also begs that question, you know. If they're going to be, you know, raising it up, you know. 
are they doing it for the sake of you know funding creative projects that they probably pick up like if i made something stupid about a mouse or something and i can get picked up by netflix will they pay me because of that that you know the price increase or they're starting to make it into a, a, a profit business and, and and throw away um what made them great you know that that freedom of creativity no they do have freedom of creativity yeah but are they going to start you know um for the sake of uh raising the prices you know, they're going to start probably throwing away that creativity it's, 999 is it's going to get eh you know all right here here's what i see Raising the prices, I think they're going to try to churn out more product. They're going to try to churn out more quality product as well. Because, like I said, they've already got Oscar-worthy films. They've already have Emmy-worthy you know, programs. BAFTA-nominated stuff. Can film uh, selectees or, you know, was at can. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's once, even yeah, they they're right now focusing on. To me, I think the raise is to help create more of more better product, more better content. You know, not only that, they opened up the door to Korea. They're show they're they they opened up the Asian market and like, hey, look, this is what they have over here. You know. Don't believe me. Look at Kingdom. Look at the Train to Busan. Nobody knew what Train to Busan was until it was on Netflix. Yeah, and I knew it before it was on Netflix. And <laughs> yeah, or you know, or or like Midnight Diner. Huh? It's Japanese. Know? Yeah, so you know, and there's know more Japanese that. products coming over here. Yeah, and I don't mean just anime, like you know, mm-hmm. Midnight Diner, maybe some dramas or comedies. Mm-hmm. Netflix is one of the only few. Or I think the only one that's that is opening up the doors internationally and bringing international stuff to the U.S. I mean, hell, they're getting uh, stuff from um, Turkey, and even 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 their product is good or better. Yeah, see, they're getting they're getting spots from India, Southeast Asia, Asia, South America, Central America, Mexico, Canada. You know, well, Mexico's got to work on it because of RFD. <laughs> yeah, the original was bad. Oof. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, but 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 here's here's my point. Look, so is it just for the the price increase? I think so. Why? Because they want to bring out better product, but also they need to fix this bottleneck situation of. Why are they losing more subscribers? They got to see what the competition has that they don't have. Disney has Star Wars. Mm. You know. um, HBO Max has Warner Brothers right behind them. You know, Paramount has their thing. And so on and so forth. And I'm already seeing some stuff that... um could be a you know going against Netflix not now but in the future to be 
Eh, you know what? Tubi is kind of like the alternative. It's like it's an alternative. They even have a category that says what you don't see on Netflix. And some of it could be actually good. They're even they're even starting their own uh, um, original series and stuff. Like uh, out of curiosity, I was seeing the Freak Brothers, mm-hmm. and it was based off a, a beloved counterculture comic of the '60s, and uh, I liked it. It was funny. Mm. So far, they have one season. I don't know if they're gonna have another season, but you know, you got like small independent guys like Tubi or I don't know, maybe Crackle or something. You know, yeah, they're still hidden and nobody really cares you know it's like oh it's just another app or whatever blah 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 but they have room to grow mm-hmm. it time Probably. but yeah but yeah but I, I I say that they if if they're gonna come out with more more product better product more 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 things to offer for the customers yeah sure I don't mind but they have to they got, they got, it's kind of show me. Unfortunately, uh, un- you know, yeah, but, you know, as, you know, we're not that, you know, premiere here, so I have to say, well, if you're going to be giving this good product, it better be damn worth it. Mm-hmm. But if it's above nine 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 ninety nine, that threshold, mm-hmm. it better be goddamn well worth it. Like if they bump it up to 10 or eleven ninety nine, then we're talking about, you know, cable provider prices and nobody wants that. Of course. They'll start dropping like flies if it goes beyond that. Mm-hmm. So, if if they if they want to make sure they want to keep it under ten dollars, well, practically it is ten dollars. But you get what I'm saying. They need they they better churn out good stuff. They better yeah. if it's not ninety nine. It better be worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eh, well, we just gotta wait and see on that one. Yeah, I will closely because it's me. Yeah. Well, anyhow, moving along from nine ninety nine to thirty. Uh, Image Comics, they turned thirty this year. Uh, peanut Gallery. That's a chair. I have <laughs> yeah. a squeaky chair. Yes. Um, yeah. Image turns thirty. And I remember the day when they were first introduced to the world. When you know, uh, Spawn issue one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was in 1992. 30 years. In 30 years, 30 years has passed. I can gladly say that I saw this company grow from the ground up. In terms of content, the creativity, even though there was hits and misses down the road, mm-hmm. and and uh, certain content or stuff like that kind of just ceased to be um, Wildcats. Uh, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, but we did get, but we did see that image always set the tone. Oh, it was always a trend center. They always set the bar for new and interesting things. They opened up the door to the international artistry scene, and content creators, illustrators, writers, artists, pencilers, inkers from all over the world and even local independent people as well um, come in, did what they did, you know, and they had a lot of great stuff that they published 
Don't believe me? Look what they published. They, pub they published Witchblade. They published um, Spawn. God knows how many issues of Spawn. Uh. Um, the Walking Dead. Invincible. Bitter Root, Battle Chasers, Girls, Saga. The list goes on and on. You know, and if we if we didn't have if we didn't have image, I think a lot of people would have never known a lot of these great it comics. And a lot of these artists and writers, you know, the wicked and the divine, mm -hmm. you know, and so on and so forth, you know, and uh, I really appreciate for Image to be around for 30 years. I really do. And I brings me back to, uh, oh, what was that place called? Comet Castle. Yep. Yeah, whenever we, there was, whenever there was a chance, it, it used to be in Chula Vista and, uh. The building is still there, but not. It's something. It's something else completely. But yeah. back back then, it, that was one of the places to go. Yeah, because it would always get. There were yeah. It was like the place to go, whenever new comics came, because they would always have a stock a stack of new comics. But not only that, but somehow I don't know. I think the owner knew somebody from Image, and he would always get exclusive Image stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it was awesome. And then there was also another comic book shop down in uh, in the beaches by I think PB or uh, or MB. Uh, I, it's still there. It's still there. And I remember I would always go there just for image and Vertigo stuff because a lot of places didn't carry Vertigo, Vertigo comics. Yeah, for shame, DC. For shame. Um, and, uh, yeah, and Image was always, like, Image was kind of like the weird kid on the block. Yeah, the kid was weird, but he was also cool. Like, he may, he may look funny, but if you kind of get to know him, he might be a really cool guy. And that's what Image was. Yeah, they were, remembering back then, um, they were completely different from the Supermans, the Batmans, the Spidermans, and all that stuff. I was like, whoa, what is this? Yeah, they were not like, yeah, you know, they were not like Marvel. They weren't like DC. To me, I always thought that they were like the little brother of Dark Horse comics. You know, even Dark Horse was like doing its own thing. And I thought Image was just like, oh yeah, I want to copy Dark Horse, but we want to do our own thing and like not be like Dark Horse. And I respected that. So I always thought Image was like the little brother. Mm -hmm. But yeah, 30 years. 30 years. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. 30 years. Well, it sucks because it was a long time. I was ten. <laughs> I I was ten years old when I when we got Spawn issue one. I was ten. Uh, what a magical time! Yeah, yeah. Violence was king. 
Yep. <laughs> and no one gave a crap about it. Yep. Oh, yeah. I want to buy this comic. It's violent. It's a comic. Or if not, you know, you got people who just said, ah, it's a comic, whatever. Yeah. I remember Spawn was like the most expensive comic I ever bought. Mm. Like, because it, because it was like merch or reading, you know, it was like five bucks. It's like, I never spent five bucks on a comic before, you know. Was it worth it? Yeah. Did I like it? Yeah. Did it make me not stop reading comics? No. But still, it was good. Yeah, so congratulations Image Comics for turning 30 and I hope you have many more wonderful years to come mm -hmm. in the comic industry. So I tip my hat to you. And last but not least, Microsoft we're going to be talking about. We all heard what happened, the big the, the big news that happened over uh, this past week. Microsoft acquired, um, is in talks, or actually acquired uh, Activision Blizzard. Sony took a huge hit. And it brings the question this. With, with having Activision Blizzard in their pocket, is this is is this the beginning of the end of Sony in the gaming industry or do they have to rechange their strategy because remember see Call of Duty is now a Microsoft exclusive you know Diablo StarCraft Warcraft Overwatch Spiral, Crash Bandicoot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the list goes on. Starcraft now. Already said that. No, oh, but yeah. Well, it has to be said twice because it's a good game. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, so yeah, so w w what do you think? Is Sony's goose goose is cooked, or can they find a way to work with with um, with this? Handicap. Uh, yeah, I'm saying it. It's a handicap now. Well, right now, I'm trying to remember or look, at least look up how much they lost. Because they lost a lot. Oh, no. With the announcement, they said it was between uh, 20 to 30. Million or billion? I think billion. Mm, yeah, well... Well, that type of stuff is predictable because, you know, the loss of confidence... You know, like, they're just saying that, well, Microsoft's doing all this stuff. We should do more, invest more on them, you know, stock trading and stuff like that. Well, what about Sony? No, but here's the thing. I'm just I saying. Mean, they're like, well, we're going to pull out because we don't, because what have Sony done? <laughs> oh, a lot of, a lot of mess ups. So we're losing confidence. We're getting out. No, but here's the thing, though. Activision was, um, was in, was busy making a game for the PS5 exclusively. We don't even know if that's going to be available to them now or not. Well, Sony did say that they better uh, live up to um, well the new Activision that they better um, honor the contracts before the the new acquisition. So contractually, they'll most likely get it, and maybe after the natural course of time, maybe about a year or so, then they'll be like, okay, now it's on Microsoft. Okay, well, what about Call of Duty? 
unless Sony has picks for a few games before the acquisition, it's pretty much Microsoft's call at this point. And they could be making more money if they decide to, you know, let you know, everyone else have fun with it and stuff. They'll be making a lot more money. But, but, there's the issue with exclusivity. Because it could, because it could be backfire against, like, oh, well, you can only get it on, um, the, the Series S or X, you know, like that, if it's exclusive for Microsoft. Um, yeah, they'll be raking in a good amount of cash. But they're also going to be losing a lot of cash because, you know, you got Sony players who've played it for a long, long ass time. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Nintendo Switch has it, but, you know, there's them. Or PC. Well, unless you got Microsoft. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, they'll be losing a lot of money in the process. But then again, Microsoft will probably be like, well, so what? We can go with a loss. This is what I think Sony needs to do. And they're lagging behind. No, 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 no. Uh, they got to open up that forbidden door. They got to let Microsoft put in their Game Pass. That's the only way they can save face now. Yeah, but doing that could kind of show no. a lot less confidence. No, no, no. no. It's, it's not less confidence. It's like this. Cross-platforming. Sony has been against that since day one. Mm. So this is the only way that they're, you're, everyone's going to have cross-platforming games. Because Nintendo doesn't mind. Microsoft doesn't really mind. Sony's the one that's the, is, is just holding up a, a fit about it. It's only a matter of time where they're going to be like, okay, fine. We concede. Mm. It's either they do that or, breaking news, Sony leaves the gaming industry. And that would be kind of scary. You know, because uh, especially since during the CES, you know, they didn't really do that much for Sony, well, for PlayStation. Mm-hmm. But they busted out some new cars. Which I know they're going to flop, so. Yeah. Yeah, but oh well. So, uh, what do you think of this whole situation? Well, Sony needs to find a way to gain back the confidence of the stock people, let alone the public. Me, especially. I still can't get a PS5. And I've already moved on to it. And that's the problem. People still want this thing, but they don't have access. And it's not just because of the uh, the chip shortage that's going on right now. Still, there, there's the issue. There's the issue with the shipping stuff with COVID, and not to mention, um, you know, Microsoft is doing this, 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 is this. What has Sony done to combat it or match it at least? Bust out some new cars. They've, I think I saw something real quick on uh, Sony News that they're going to be lowering the price of their TVs. I mean, that's nice, but what, what about video games? None. Nothing. Well, except they... Uh, um, um, 
Except the TVs will be PS5 ready. But that's it. That's it. Mm. I mean, that's fine. You know, I would probably invest in one of these TVs. But if I had, only if I had a PS5 in the first place, they haven't really addressed that issue. And that's and I think right now they're gonna still take another hit. You know, if they don't gain that confidence, you know, get, regain the confidence of the people. Um, I think their last saving grace would probably be the PlayStation 6. Nah. If I'm just saying, if they're going to make a new console, that'll probably be their last... Excuse me. It'll either be their Hail Mary or the nail on the coffin. Because what they're doing with the PS5... It was great, but it didn't. It did because of that terrible start. That's still going on. There, they lost a whole lot of points, and then the Microsoft thing. They lost a lot, a lot, even more points. No, oh, yeah. But yeah, you just gotta wait and see. All right, then, folks. That's it for this week's show. I hope you guys have a wonderful time. Had a wonderful week. I hope. Um, everybody's out there staying safe until then for next week we'll be talking about more crazy odd and end things in the world of pop culture so on behalf of We Are Cats I am Captain Cats mm -hmm. thank you guys so much hope you guys have a wonderful time have a wonderful week stay safe out there and be kind to one another and enjoy the rest of your week take care yo ho